0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be back and now to reflect on the word of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when we now again open your scriptures, speak to us that we can be touched by your voice and follow you, follow you faithfully and with joy. We praise you for that in the name of Jesus amen when I was uh, six years old I was um, going to the church it was summer it was Sabbath and on the way to the church I met an elder and he asked me well you uh, see how are you I said well I am excited because at the end of these vacations I will go to school to my first uh, grade and he looked at me and he said well you see I don't think that you will go to the first grade because Jesus will come sooner. (laughs) And then he stopped and he said, well, but I think that maybe you will go, but you will not finish your first grade or for sure the ninth grade and Jesus will come. Well, this is, you know, in my ears like today. Well, then I not only finished my ninth nice year, and then uh, um, uh, uh, elementary school and high school and university, now I am teaching at the university, and Jesus is not yet here. So this is why I would like that we reflect on that uh, text of Revelation fourteen twelve. And this is the motto for us uh, for this uh, uh, academic year. Keep the faith. Keep the faith, in spite that he is not yet here. He promised the most important is not when he will come, but that he will come. Um, You know, three angel message, uh, it's a very important uh, core message for all of us. It's a summary of the gospel. And we can uh, uh, say that there is a contrast there, contrast between the false um, Babylonian religion and uh, the group of people who are worshipping the beast and his image and receive his mark. Um, And then you have the people of God. And um, uh, God's message is very clear. There is a great contrast. It's a tension. Uh, One are receiving eternal life but the others eternal death. So the um, uh, contrast cannot be deeper. And we read this uh, very solemn solemn statement from God. And it's so solemn that it is uh, even stated personally. And um, the consequences of the choice uh, is dramatic. And I think it's so dramatic that we are trembling because uh, you hear that, that uh, they will be tormented, those who are receiving um, uh, the, the false um, uh, seal uh, on uh, their head or on uh, their hand. And they will be tormented in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. And uh, of course, um, if you need to understand it, you need to pay all um, and very close attention to each word. And even though I will not go into details because our time is is very high, let me tell you that these details in the biblical text will reveal you uh, the truth, the context, uh, the situation. And um, a very simple illustration I have there. Uh, well, how many squares do you see? And yes, uh, for the first glance it's 16, right? But, but then if you go more, you know that there are 17. And if you go more, it's 18, 19, 20, 21. And then, is it enough? No, you go with 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Do we stop here? No, it goes 27, 28, 29, 30. Do we stop here? Yes. (laughs) You see, when you uh, go into deep study of the scriptures, on the surface can be only 16. But when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, you will discover great treasures, golden nuggets of God's truth. And uh, and this text is very clear, this torment is not eternal torment, but this text only wants to say um, that it's uh, taken from uh, Isaiah 34, which speaks about um, the judgment on Edom. And the Edom was totally annihilated with uh, consequences which were uh, eternal lasting. So also this text wants us to tell the destruction of the wicked Those who are different direction than on God, and they are not really genuine in their faith, um, their destruction uh, is final. There is no point of return. Evil will never rise again, will be always put down. It's the evil has a chest mate for eternity. Amen? And this is very powerful. But my focus is now on verse um, 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 12. Where you have the statement, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And uh, this is example of Hebrew thinking. We spoke about that on Sabbath. Um, now let me only repeat that in a classical, this is a classical example, how the author is writing in Greek but thinking in Hebrew. And this it, it Hebrew thinking goes from the effect to cause which for us we need to reverse in in the logic um, because it does not go from patience uh, to the keeping of the commandments and finally to the faith in Christ. You need to reverse it, right? First, you have the faith in Christ Jesus and it's um, genitive, uh, subjective and objective is uh, faith in Christ and faith of Christ and you need to cultivate this faith of Christ and in Christ. And then this leads you this salvific phase leads you to obedience uh, to keeping the commandments of god and this all leads you that you endure you are patient you have the patience of the saints and uh, you have this uh, perseverance and this is very important and today i would like to focus on this um, uh, phrase uh, the patience of the saints and uh, look at it from the different angle. Uh, in, uh, in James chapter five, uh, verses seven to 20, you can also read uh, about the patience, patience of the saints. And here you have not the word hippomone as we have it in uh, Revelation fourteen twelve. 12. Hippomone means hippo and menane. Hippo is uh, under, and menane is to stay, to remain. So you need to stay uh, under the pressure—pressure pressure of time, circumstances of life, uh, p- pressure and, uh, of persecution—but to stay under, remain under. And here you have the um, synonymous word, which is which is um, imperative, which is from the verb "makrotchemao." And this is like to have a, a deep and a long breath. This is what originally meant and this um, um, uh, long breath is that when um, you are under the water you need to have this uh, long breath in order to endure for the long time, right? And this is what we have uh, here and uh, James is um, also like uh, uh, John uh, encouraging us to be patient Uh, Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the latter rain. And this is uh, what we have there, be patient, like the farmer And then he goes that we need to establish our hearts, to have firm hearts in Christ. And you can see how many different translations you have of that one phrase, which tells you that you need to be anchored in Christ, in faith, in hope and love. You know, prophets uh, were going through that. Job was going through that. Elijah uh, was going through similar pressures of life. But then at the end of that passage about patience you have that we need to pray for each other and we need to help each other we need to encourage each other and the last verse verse 20 says whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering away will save him from death and will cover a multitude of sin this is this patience endurance this patience of the saints. But uh, let me tell you that uh, we, of course, can spend the whole morning or this afternoon now uh, to uh, speak about this existential fear and existential patience we need to have. Yes, uh, we uh, would like to have uh, in life instantaneous results. Correct? And we see it in films. Everything is done in 90 minutes. We, We love that, you know. Uh, We love uh, fast food, fast cars, fast internet, right? And so forth. Uh, But however, everything meaningful in life demands time, focus, labor, hard work, effort, repetitions, um, patience, learning, struggle, sweat, energy. We cannot live in that virtual world. Uh, This is very important. And we can spend... uh, You know, time to stress that um, nothing is automatic in life. Um, Nothing is for free. Nothing is painless. But what I would like to focus now, it's uh, not only on that existential patience right now, what we need to have, even in the seminary as seminarians and faculty, but we need to have also eschatological patience. When we are looking... To the fulfillment of jesus promise that he will come again and uh, the contrast in revelation 14 is very huge because on one side you have the mark of the beast and on the other side you have the patient of the saints and and you have those who are keeping the commandments of god and uh, keeping the faith in jesus and this is actually a description from another angle of the seal of the living god So you have like the two seals here, false seal and the true seal. But now um, when we speak about this uh, true seal of God, uh, living God, let me stress that actually uh, this uh, verse 14 uh, speaks about these characteristics of those who will receive this seal. And it's actually a description of the seal of God itself. Um, I hope I will not shock you to say that there are, not, um, uh, uh, there are two seals of God, not one, as I previously thought. And uh, uh, I would like to quickly go through to, to this topic because um, I, in, uh, several days ago, actually finally discovered this uh, beautiful deep truth of God. I was always scared of that apocalyptic seal at the end will I receive it or not? And in between was like a gap until I uh, understood that there are two seals of the living God. And let me go quickly uh, through this uh, very powerful biblical teaching because, of course, you cannot believe it because uh, Dr. Moskala says so, but only because the scripture says so. So uh, when... um, uh, Uh, we receive these seals of God. Uh, You know, yes, there are like two seals of God, uh, but they are complementary. And only when you receive the first one, you can receive the second one. It's like with the um, early rain and later rain. You know that early rain is the Pentecost, and this is still today. And only if you have this um, uh, Pentecost rain, This early rain you can receive at the end the latter rain and it is exactly the same here with these two seals of God. Uh, They are different given in the different times but they are complementary. The first seal is received at the beginning of our spiritual journey uh, which is giving uh, on us um, our loving and gracious Lord and the second one is uh, given at the very end of time, if you will live in that time um, uh, before the second coming, um, just prior to the uh, close of probation. So what are the biblical data uh, for it? The first seal is in Ephesians chapter 1 and also in chapter 4, when you can read very powerfully, very clearly. Uh, You also were included in Christ, you pagans, who heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were, mark him with what? With seal, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. And then later on in four thirty you have also the statement do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, So the the seal is received after we accept Jesus as our personal Savior. It is the seal of the Gospel, I call it in this way. And uh, this is very powerful. Uh, Know that uh, it is here stated that we receive it when we believe, we receive it. Um, Believers in Christ are sealed by the Holy Spirit for the future event of total redemption. So if we we will go through through it, first you have that you heard the word of the truth. After that comes that you believe in God. And the third is that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is given to you as a deposit for the final redemption, which will be at the second coming. So this is very beautiful, very powerful. What is the second seal? This is this apocalyptic seal we have in the book of Revelation, and very nicely is expressed in Revelation chapter 7. In the first verses, I will only read the first um, uh, few sentences uh, when uh, John is saying, I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the Svrages, seal of the living God. And he was putting um, this um, seal on 144,000, which is, as you know, symbolic number. And with um, uh, Dr. Stefanovic and others who are teaching Revelation, you will go in all these details why it is so. So those uh, people who are living um, in the time at the close of probation, before, just before the second coming of Jesus, they will receive this uh, second uh, seal. So it is um, prior to the, uh, um, to the close of probation, but before the final crisis. OK? Now, uh, uh, like a fi- it is like a final inspection of the house uh, before moving uh, in it. Its uh, a final stamp. And uh, this um, uh, seal, apocalyptic seal, is a seal of protection. Let me uh, compare it um, very, very quickly here. Uh, The the differences uh, are clear, but uh, these differences are not um, uh, to set it apart, but to put it together, they are complementary. So the first seal is the seal of the gospel, as I said, and the second is the apocalyptic seal. Um, uh, Second, the first seal is a seal of salvation when you believe you are saved and this is seal of salvation given upon you uh, by the Holy Spirit. And the second is the seal of protection uh, from the final calamities which are coming uh, to this world. Um, the third distinction is that the seal, uh, the first one is a seal of acceptance acceptance of Jesus and in Jesus and the other is the seal of final ratification. The first seal is a declarative, the second seal is affirmative. Um, the uh, fifth difference is that the first seal is um, received after acceptance of Christ now as a personal savior and the second seal is a confirmation of uh, ours um, uh, that we stay in Christ at the end of time. That we not only merit Jesus, but we also stay married with Jesus. And the sixth difference is that um, each uh, one um, is irreplaceable. You cannot exchange it. They have its own value. And the last one, the seventh, is... Um, the seal of the gospel can be broken unfortunately by rebellion and unrepentance by unfaithfulness but the apocalyptic seal the final one is permanent so this call for the patience of the saints okay is not only to start well but it's also to finish well And uh, this is what we are talking about. This is the patience. Here is the patience of the saints. Perseverance, endurance. When will receive the believer who will be alive at the second coming of Christ, uh, this apocalyptic seal of the living God? When it will be done? Without uh, going into the detail, let me uh, give you some insight, especially from the spirit of prophecy here. If our names can be presented to the heavenly court at any time, it looks like it would be unfair. God um, appears hard, unjust, arbitrary. It can be any time um, and this will be very difficult for us. And I lived with, with that notion when people are saying, well, be nice as a boy because you never know when your name will be in heaven, right? And um, this was always uh, terrible news for me. I was trembling uh, of that that notion. And then I learned that I am actually already sealed by God if I accepted him as my personal savior. I don't need to fear. I need only to stay faithful to the Lord, stay married with him. So when it is actually, uh, what we can say on the basis of the spirit of prophecy when these things uh, will happen? Well, Um, The apocalyptic seal is only given to God's faithful followers after the final global crisis, but immediately prior to the close of probation. Let me read um, the statement here. The image of the beast will be formed before probation closes for it is to be the great test for the people of God by which the eternal destiny will be decided. This is the test that the people of God must must have before they are sealed. And then you have the statement that after that um, they receive the seal of the living God. So the apocalyptic sealing will be not occurring at just any time but in the specific time, only after the Sunday law is issued and people make their decision for or against God. Uh, You know, um, uh, the seal of God has different sides Uh, and of course when we speak about the, uh, the seal of God we usually think about the Sabbath in contrast to Sunday and this is right. But uh, as Ezekiel 20 says, yes, uh, Sabbath is um, uh, the um, uh, part of the seal of God. But let me tell you that this is only like the top of the iceberg. Okay? And you know that uh, when you have the iceberg, only one tenth is seen. And this is that top what is seen, this struggle between Sabbath and Sunday. But be- um, um, below that is much more. Because um, uh, it's not only about the day. It's about the Lord and about relationship with Him and the whole lifestyle uh, which is with there uh, where you are really focusing in life. Yes, Sabbath is there and and Sabbath is very beautiful. It is um, God with us and um, unfortunately we don't have time to deal with what is Sabbath for us. That we need to live the Sabbath, live the presence of God. Um, but it's also like a pyramid. Um, You know, Sabbath is only on the top, uh, but there are different sides, and uh, one side is the patience of the the saints, another um, is the keeping of the commandments of God, not only the fourth commandment, but all ten commandments, because as you know, ten commandments are not a multiple choice. And... um, uh, then you have the face of Jesus, and you can continue more and more. Jesus said in John 13, By this all men will know that you are my disciple, if you will love each other. This is also the visible, visible sign, and this is very powerful. So, all these things like faith, trust, love, hope, obedience, morality, truthfulness, um, endurance, relational holiness, this is all part of that big pyramid which is the seal of the living God. And this is very powerful. This is uh, not only one thing. Uh, This Sabbath is um, at the top of it, uh, visible, but all the rest must be there also. This is a whole system which goes together with that visible struggle of faithfulness and love to God. And of course opposite to that is a mark of the beast. And again, as we described the, the true seal of God, the false mark will have the, all opposites. Uh, and, and again, I have um, uh, no possibility now to go through all these opposites. But this is that superficial holiness. Uh, you know, this is a, um, only uh, uh, superficial faith. Uh, uh, external uh, obedience to the commandments of God and so forth, including also the uh, keeping of the false day uh, of worship, uh, Sunday. So um, when does Sunday uh, become the mark of the beast? Has anyone already received it? And the answer is very clear, no, nobody received it. Uh, I will read a few sentences here from this Manuscript 51 of Ellen G. White from already 1899. She said, no one has yet received the Mark of the Beast. The testing time has not yet come. There are true Christians in every church not accepting the Roman Catholic um, communion. None are condemned until they have had the light and have, been, uh, have seen the obligation of the fourth commandment. But when the decree shall go forth, enforcing the countering Sabbath, and the loud cry of the third angel shall warn man against the worship of the beast and his image, the line will be clearly drawn between the false and the true. Then those who will still continue in transgression will receive the mark of the beast." So it's a very powerful, very clear statement. And um, here in Manuscript fifty one um, uh, you have um, the following statement when the Protestant churches shall unite with the secular power to sustain a false religion, for opposing with their ancestors endures the fiercest persecution, then will the papal sabbath be enforced by the combined authority of the church and state there will be a national apostasy which will end only in a national ruin. So it's a very, uh, very clear, very plain um, where um, uh, it's uh, stated that Sunday keeping is not yet the mark of the beast and will not be until the decree goes forth causing men to worship this idol Sabbath. The time will come when this day will be the test, but the time has not yet come. Uh, so today is the time of preparation, is the time of proclaiming the good news. This is why you are here, to be prepared for this powerful, light cry uh, at the very end of this planet history. And uh, we need to be ready, we want to be part of it, amen? We want to be in, uh, those who will be the heralds of this good news about, uh, about God. So in in conclusion of this um, short meditation on the word of God, which is so important and focusing on how to be ready, how to persevere, how to cultivate uh, this patience of the the saints, this true faith in Christ um, Jesus, we can say with Jesus, uh, therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So only those who receive the first seal can experience getting the second one. And you receive it. The Holy Spirit is working in your life. So stay, stay with Jesus that you will be protected and you have for this final, final redemption. In um, uh, the uh, book, um, uh, The Heavenly Places, I like this statement which is said, If you are right with God today, what is the, the, the end of the sentence? You are ready if Christ should come today. Amen? Amen? Amen. And uh, you know, God is not a goalie to keep you from the heaven, He's the one who is always inviting you in. He, he wants uh, that as many as possible would be saved. Uh, and this is what I like, this Isaiah 30, verse 18. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. Amen? Yes. He longs for it. He loves to show his mercy uh, to you. And, uh, let me close with this illustration about water lily. L.N.G. White saying that the, the last events will... Uh, and with the rapid steps. Uh, I uh, read that um, there is a special um, uh, kind of the water lily which is uh, uh, expanding always by its size. So let's say that today it will be size of my finger, tomorrow it will be of the size of two fingers, and then the next day will be of the four fingers. So if today is one palm, tomorrow will be two palms, and it goes. So now for those who are very quick in logic and mathematics, let's say that you have a pond. On that pond will be the water lily. And then on the 50th day, the whole pond will be covered by the water lily. How much of this water lily will be on the pond on the 49th day? Very good. It will be only half of it. How much would be on the forty-eighth day? One quarter. How much would be on the forty-seventh day? One-eighth. So in the beginning, it looks like nothing. You know, the water lily is here. It, it's come, it's growing, growing. It, it's, it's like nothing is happening. Uh, it's still somewhere in the corner. But now, forty-seventh day, one-eighth. Forty-eighth day, one-quarter. 49 day, half, 50 is over. The last events on this planet Earth will go rapidly together and forward. So be ready. This is what uh, God is saying. And very soon, um, very soon, we will be, you know, crying that beautiful... Uh, uh, you know sentence Isaiah said when we will see Jesus coming then we will say yes behold this is our God we have waited for him that he might save us this is the Lord we have waited for him let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation amen, amen. yes and, uh, stay married with Jesus patience of the Saints Hypomone marry Jesus and stay married that you will have uh, not only the first seal of the gospel, but at the end you will have also the seal of the apocalyptic assurance of protections. May God bless you and may God bless this new coming year.